Welcome to today's message from Transformation Church with Pastor Jim Balzano. Moses shows up at the Red Sea. People coming out of slavery. Don't know what to do. Pharaoh's in pursuit. Moses says, stand still and see the deliverance of your God. And the Spirit of God says this morning to some people in this house, stand. Don't go left. Don't go right. Don't you go back to Egypt. You don't have the answers. You wish you had the answers. You don't know how to move forward. You don't have what it takes to move forward. And God says, you stand. God says, stand. Troy has no idea. That song wasn't on a schedule today. That song he just obviously picked when he was doing the offering. He has no idea that when I'm preparing on Sunday mornings, I have my iTunes scrolling. It's just, and I have, always have it on shuffle, so it goes through different songs. And he has no idea how that song ministered to me this morning, and I listened to it about 32 times. You know? And, uh, and then he plays it, I just start laughing, because God is so stinking cold. Have I ever told you that? That's my phrase. <laughs> He's just cool. And so I say to you this morning, Stand. Just stand. All right? It's hard to save a drowning person when they're fighting you. God says, just stand. I got your back. I got your back. It has nothing to do with what I'm preaching. Although it might, you never know. It's all, it's, all, it's all fluid, right? It's all fluid anyhow. All right, turn with me. Genesis chapter 12. And uh, while you're turning there, I want to make a mention of a couple things. Um, I had the honor on uh, Friday of preaching Walt folks funeral uh we again we pass our condolences and our sympathy on to ken and donnie and karen and the grandkids and uh it was an honor to share at his funeral um and so you know he was such a blessing to so many and um bittersweet moments not suffering in the presence of jesus but to be missed amen um last week i preached at my second favorite place to preach nothing better than having a captive audience no, I'm, I'm dead serious, though. It's my second favorite place to preach. You say, well, where's your favorite place to preach? Duh. This is my favorite place. But my second favorite place is SCI, Benner Township, and what a joy it is to preach there. Pastor, Pastor uh, Chaplain Henry Hansard is doing such a great job with the men down there. There's almost 300 men that come to service there on Sundays. Drew Shubik went down with me because Drew has a clearance to get in because he goes in and plays basketball against them. I had to keep him from trash talking on Sunday, though. You know, he wanted to go in and start trash talking. This, this is ministry, Drew, right? And, uh, but we had a great time. Let me tell you, we had a great time. We had a great response at the altar. Some guys got saved. We were able to minister to people. And uh, I'll just tell you how much I enjoy that. It is such a fun place to go and minister. So, um, and, uh, and it's always fun, too. These guys did it again. A couple of different guys come to me and say, hey, hey, one guy come Are you on television? <laughs> I, he says, I, he says, there's some show. I say, it's called Joy in the City. Yeah, he said, watch that on Sunday mornings. And uh, so it's really cool that Pastor Troy's dream of that show is ministering in that prison. And it's just so cool. It really is. All right. Well, we're getting close. We're getting really close to being in here. I, I think our goal is going to be hit, right, Randy? January 2nd. 
That's my goal. January 2nd, when the kids come back from break, we're going to be in there. I mean, we moved stuff last Saturday. Thanks for the crew that came and helped. We're probably going to have some more moving days of some other stuff, but we are so close. We have 10 rooms done, cleaned, walked out, okay? And um, it's really looking good. And we got, um, it's going to be fun. So thank for all of you who have helped so much and it's been a joy. I want to talk to you today. I was flip-flopping. I was doing a, planning on doing some Christmas messages. And I wanted to entitle it, Good News, Great Joy. All right. And yet I wrestled and wrestled and wrestled all night and all morning about what I should actually preach. And so what I'm actually going to do, it's kind of funny. I'm actually going to preach the message that God gave me for Walt's funeral. But I'm doing it a little different without the songs and so forth. But it's a little different, a little expanded. Because if you know me, I don't believe in doing a one-size-fits-all funeral message. This isn't my funeral message, my go-to funeral message where I preach the same thing at every funeral. Because I don't believe that's honoring the person who lived. I believe that every person is unique. I believe God has something that he can take from their life bring some scripture to life, and use it in such a way to speak to the living, because I mean, know that's who we're preaching to. And so I had the honor of doing that. And one of the things that I did was in his message, in for Walt's funeral message, was I was just reminded of what it was to live a life of faith. How, how many of you are living a life of faith? All right. Um, and and I mean, what I mean by that is I mean that you came to a place where you said yes to God, and for the, then you began to live a life that was a journey of faith, your faith life. And yet, I'm going to talk in a few moments, that sometimes we live a life of faith, but we're not really living a life of faith. But I'll talk about that in a moment. And, and so let me start this morning. This is what we're going to talk about. Um, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, I'll begin there. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house. To a land I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So here comes God. He comes to Abraham, and he gives him this invitation to follow him. And I think it's interesting what verse 4 says. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. How many know you can't go where God wants you to go unless you're willing to depart where you are? It's, it's, really, it's really hard to come to church on Sunday morning and not leave your house. Of course, you can't attend by live stream, can't you? But then you'd miss all the hugs and handshakes. You, I think it's interesting. It says, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. I mean, just, I, I just, God's just putting something in my spirit. Some of you are mad at God because some things have not worked out the way you think they should work out, yet you have not wanted to be willing to depart from where God wanted you to depart to get to the place that God promised you. And so what, he, what he's basically saying is it ain't his fault. <laughs> he's basically saying it's not his fault. But that's another message for another day. So let me talk to you for a moment. How do I live this life of faith? What does this life of faith look like? What are some principles that we can apply? Let me begin with this one, all right? And it's really not tied to this text, but I have to start here. If you're going to live a life of faith, you have to have a foundation from which to live it. And I believe one of the surest foundations from which we live it is to understand that you and I, we are a life that is formed and fashioned by God. How many believe that? Okay, Leroy does, somebody yelled amen back there and Pastor John back there. The rest of the 270 of you are like, huh? All right, listen, 
Do you believe in your heart that you were formed and fashioned for a purpose by God? You have to, okay, because listen to me. Why would I, why would I want to walk in faith if I don't believe he even formed and fashioned me to begin with? Psalm 139 says this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. The psalmist is saying, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm knit together by God. I'm created by God. He wrote his days that were ordained for me. How many believe that you can live, live days that were not ordained for you? Absolutely. How many believe this morning the only thing stronger than God's will is your will? How many know you can say no to God? You can say no to God. Not everything that happens in your life was God's will. It's just not. So here we are, created by God, knit together by God, fearfully and wonderfully made, made in the secret place, days ordained by God. We believe the Bible when it says what? He's the potter, we're the clay. We believe the Bible when we see God's purpose for creating men and women. Think about this. God had a plan for an Isaac, so he created him and gave him to Abraham. He had a plan for a man named Samuel, so he gave him to a woman named Hannah. He had a plan for a man named Samson and gave him to his parents. There's a foundation to your life. There's a constant. I was formed and fashioned by God. If we believe the Bible then we must believe we have a reason for being. Who, wants to, who, who doesn't want to know they have a reason for being? How many of you like to believe you have a reason? You have a purpose. You have a reason for being. Like you're not just aimlessly going through life, that God actually put you here by design. How can you find your purpose if you believe you have no reason for being? How can you find your purpose if you don't believe you have a reason for being? You, you see, here's what I want you to understand. I want you to get this this morning. We've got to start here because it's hard for me to live a life of faith if I think I'm an accident. Living a life of faith if I think that I wasn't created by God and formed by God and shaped by God and God had a plan for me and a destiny for me. You know, I, I put this on the screen this morning and, and it might be to some people in here. You may have been an unplanned pregnancy but you're not an unplanned creation. <laughs> it might have happened in a way that it shouldn't have happened, but my God is the creator of life. My God is the former. He's the one who shapes. I may have been an accidental pregnancy, but not an accidental creation. You may not have been wanted by your parents, but how many of you know you're wanted by your creator? Your, your confidence this morning isn't in your parents, it's in your creator. Walk confidently knowing the breath of God is in your lungs. Knowing you're the work of your creative God. Don't allow the enemy to speak negativity over your life. That you were never supposed to be here. You're not loved. You're not meant to be here. You're an accident. You're this. No, you're not. No, you're not. The Bible tells me I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I just wish he'd have made me a little less Wonderful. 
And I'm talking about size. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, no, that's not his fault either. I didn't need that. That's right, John. <laughs> that's not his fault either. But listen, this morning, we start with this. We've got to start with a foundation. If we're going to live a life of faith, I'm living it from a foundation that I was formed and I'm fashioned by God. You're formed and you're fashioned by God. And you say, well, how can I live out that purpose? How can I live out that reason? How can I find the reason for being, find my purpose? It's a good question, and I got a good answer. For you to find your purpose, for you to find your reason and walk in that, you're going to have to answer a question. You're going to have to make a decision. And that decision is, will you answer God's call to faith? All right, because how many know that each and every one of us have had a moment where God looks at us and says, Will you step into a life of faith? God comes to Abram. What's he asking him? He's calling him. It's a call to faith. Not a call of faith, but a call to faith. Come, follow me. Go to a place I will show you. Leave everything you've ever known. Trust me. Obey me. Walk with me. All right? The one thing about being used by God for the reason God creates us is that one day we have to come to a place where we will answer the call to walk with him. We have to answer the call to faith. But it's not just a call to faith. It's not just a moment of faith. All right? It's called to live a life of faith. Now think about this for a moment. The only way that you can realize the reason and the purpose for which you were created is this. God created you for a reason that can only be realized by answering his call to life of faith. You know, I believe that God created me and formed me for this moment. I do. Why wouldn't I? Is that wrong to believe? And yet, how many of you know that I did not have to walk into this moment. The only way I got to this moment was one day I decided to answer a call to faith. Where one day I had to surrender and say, okay, I'm done. I'm done with my own life. I'm done with my own thinking. I'm done being rebellious. I surrender. I give up. I waved the white flag. And it started a journey that brought me to a place that I would have never realized had I not answered the call of faith. God appears to everybody and says, come on, walk with me, follow me. He told, he did this to Abram. Think about this. The call to faith is not just a moment of praying the sinner's prayer though. Come on. The call to a life of faith is much more than a moment. It's a lifetime. Yes, I will follow. Yes, I will trust. Yes, I will obey. I will go. Men and women who had a moment, think about this in Scripture. Abram, Moses at the burning bush, Gideon in the wine press, Peter on the boat, Paul on the road to Damascus. I texted him this morning something that came to me about this whole thing. Think about this. Some people, they want a moment of faith so they can have an eternity of faith but not live a life of faith. We want a moment of faith that guarantees my getting into heaven, but in between, I don't want to live a life of faith. 
That's not what he's called us to. He called us to a moment of faith, a decision of faith, to live a life of faith, and then step into the eternity of faith. Think about that for a moment. A lot of people want to reap the benefits of a moment of faith, but not step into the blessings and challenges of a life of faith. Because I mean, living a life of faith brings challenges with us. Why would you need faith if there were no challenges? We want the benefit of getting to heaven, but not the challenge of living a life of faith that demands faith, obedience, trust, sacrifice, surrender, etc. So, so you start, if I'm going to live this life of faith, I start from a foundation that I know I'm formed and fashioned for God, by God for a reason. That then I've got to answer that moment where he calls me to faith, to walk this life of faith. Now what does that life of faith look like? Well, it looks like this. A life of faith walks by faith, not by sight. Okay, like I, I walk into this thing, Abram, follow me, go to where I'll show you. How many know that's a step of faith? How, how many know marriage is a step of faith? <laughs> right? You thought you knew, then you really came to know. You see, sight says, show me first. Faith says, let's go. Sight says, show me, and I'll decide if it's good. Faith says, you're good, so it's good. Let's go. Sight says, give me a guarantee, we will get there. Faith says, God, you're my guarantee. Uh, Sight says, show me the money. (laughs) Amen? What I found out in all of my years of being here is funds have followed the faith, not the other way around. Faith didn't follow the funds, funds followed the faith. We found that out, we've discovered that, haven't we, ladies and gentlemen? You see, because the deal is, watch what Hebrews 11 says about Abram. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed, going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. How many of you like those kind of trips? There's a lot of boring people in here. I love aimless trips. I like just getting in a car and Let's see where this goes. Oh, let's go left. I, I, well, last year when I was doing more running, because I'm not doing any running right now because I'm doing this stupid construction project, and I'm not running after doing that all day <laughs> or before it. But this is what I would tell the family. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go here, and then I'm going to run here, here, and here. Never happens. I'm be running down Logan Boulevard, and I'm going to go Logan Boulevard, and I'm going to go this way. Next thing you know, I'm out Union Avenue gone. Rabbit. <sighs> kind of like my preaching. He says, come on, I'm going to take you to the place I will show you. And he was not knowing where he was going. But this is demands a life of faith, not sight. Because on the path to the place where God takes you, there's a lot of things that happen on the way, isn't there? On the path, there are things you thought you would never see. On the path, there are things you didn't think you would ever have to encounter. How many of you have gone through things that you never thought you'd have to encounter in your life? There are things that you do that God is bigger than. There's the path, there's ups and downs of life. On the path are things that demand faith because sight doesn't make sense. Have you ever had a moment where you just look and say, this doesn't make any sense? Anybody? Like, this isn't the way I planned it. This isn't the way it was supposed to be. This doesn't make sense, God. 
You see, faith kicks in when sight doesn't make sense. Because if it made sense, I don't need faith. There's some times where it just doesn't make sense. On that path, at times, there's the death of sons, daughters, grandchildren, and spouses. Faith has to kick in because you can't make sense of what you see in the natural. There are those moments where faith kicks in when sight doesn't give you the answers. You ever had not had the answers? How am I going to get this done? How am I going to get through this? How am I going to do that? How? And you don't have the answers. But for some, there's something inside of you. This is, but I'm going to stand by faith. I'm going to move by faith. I'm going to work by faith. I'm going to walk by faith. When we deal with the loss of children, when we deal with the sickness of a spouse, the death of a spouse, faith needs to kick in. When you deal with a setback in your life, faith needs to kick in. When you deal with marriage problems, faith needs to kick in because how many know sight will drive you away sometimes? How many know sight can drive a wedge in? When you deal with money problems, faith kicks in. When you deal with child problems, how many know faith needs to kick in sometimes? Because how many know children demand faith? <laughs> Nobody? <laughs> All right. When you deal with your own failures, how many know faith has to kick in? Isn't it amazing that we can believe God to help somebody overcome their failure, but when it comes to our own failures, we have a hard time operating in that same faith? You see, the interesting thing about this, God says, go where I'm going to show you to go. And then he gives him a promise. By the way, you're an old man and your wife's an old woman. I'm going to give you a kid. And thank you, Jesus. I want a kid when I'm 100. Not. And so by faith, he had to believe for an Isaac. Right? But in the, by sight, he created an Ishmael. You see, faith produces an Isaac. Sight produces an Ishmael. Because what did they do, right? Well, you know, you're going to have a son. It must be by somebody else. So, so here, take my handmaiden. Take Hagar. And you can have a child, have a son through her. How many of that's not what God said? God said, Sarah is going to have a son. And it took faith. Your faith will produce an Isaac, but your sight will create an Ishmael. And how many know Ishmael brings headaches? Just read the scripture, okay? You see, so you got this foundation of faith. I live this life of faith. I have this foundation. My foundation is I am formed and I am fashioned by God for a reason. But yet, like, to maximize that and to realize that, I've got to come to a place where I answer that call of faith, where he says, come on, walk with me, follow me, trust me, obey me. And when I do that, I'm going to down, start down a path where I've got to live a life of faith, not sight. And something happens very unique out of that. You see, there's something really cool that happens there's a transition in the relationship, if you will. Now think about this. Abraham was the called of God. God was the caller. God was the king. He was the servant. God was the master. He was the slave, if you will. And yet something happened. The Bible says that 
Abraham believed God. The Bible says he obeyed God. And all of a sudden, something happens where a life of friendship is formed out of faith. Because then the Bible refers to Abraham in several places as being a friend of God. Listen to the scripture, Isaiah 41, verse 8. But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I've chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend. James 2, 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Isn't it incredible that you can know that you're a friend of God? That God would consider you his friend? How many of you have friends that you're privileged to be a friend of? Right? That you're just like, man, that's my friend. And there's something special about that. There's something unique about that. A life of friendship that's formed by faith. That friends... Ships are built on bonds of love. They're bonded together through love. They're built through trust. They're built through faith. How many know you can trust your friend? A true friend you can trust. A true friend you have a relationship with, you can talk to. Some people struggle with this. Some people struggle with the concept of God as a friend. They think it makes him common. They think it makes him and brings him down to our level. But the truth is, friendship with God does not bring God down to my level. It brings me up to his level. I have had the privilege of going to some nice places. And guess what? The reason I went to some of those nice places wasn't because of me. It's because of who I knew. How many of it's good to know the right people sometimes? Have you ever been blessed and got to do something you normally wouldn't do because you had a friend that got you there? Right? Friendship with God is elevating us. It's not bringing him down. But the friendship with God flows out of your obedience, your faith, your trust. Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. God wants to call you his friend. God wants a friendship with you. I have a friend. His name is God. It's not taboo for me to say that. It's an honor to say that. It's a privilege to say that. That the God of the universe, the God of the heavens and the earth, would consider me his friend. Oh. Wow. I must be pretty special. Well, I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. You're special. Friendship formed by faith. And then this life of faith. Let me tell you something else about it. A life of faith is focused on the future. Abraham lived his life Focused on the future, the scripture tells us. Let me read you some scriptures out of Hebrews chapter 11 again. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. How many know this morning you're an alien? 
You're an alien, man. If you're a child of God, you're an alien. This is not your home. You, this is not where your citizenship is. Your citizenship is in heaven. The Bible says, it goes on and says, that he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Man. And it goes on talking about those ancients of faith. And it says, and these died without receiving the promises. But they saw them and they welcomed them from a distance. And they confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they're seeking a country of their own. And indeed they've been thinking of the country from which they went. Listen, they were not fixed on where they once were. Listen to me this morning. I'm going to come back to this in just a moment. Some of you have been so fixed on where you once were that you are missing where God wants to take you. I'll come back to that in a minute. He said, if they'd been thinking of the country from which they went, they would have had the opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. A life of faith is never stuck in the past. It can't be. How can a life of faith be stuck in the past? Faith never takes you backwards and sticks you in the past. Faith is always a propellant. Look at the scripture. Look how faith always fuels something. It's so easy to get stuck in the past, isn't it? It's so easy to get stuck in past failure, past tradition, past whatever. Because I mean, usually the past, even though some of it might be painful, there's still a part of it that's comfortable and predictable. Some are stuck in past failures. But how many know you can get stuck in past success? Some are stuck in past offense. It happened 47 years ago. Let go of it. That person is dead. They're dead. Please forgive them. <laughs> right? Stuck in past grudges. Oh, for crying out loud, knock it off. You're a child of God. You're a child of God and you're holding a grudge? How dare you? God didn't hold offense against you. God didn't hold your sins against you. Why is it that the God of heaven can forgive our sins and not hold our sins against us, but we'll hold grudges until the day we die? How dare we? How dare we as people of God? Don't get stuck there. It'll destroy you. We get stuck in the past of hurt, pain, disappointment, discouragement. You cannot move forward in a life of faith focused on the past. You just can't. You can't move forward in a life of faith if you don't fix upon the future. Moses saw a day when the people of God would be free and living in the promised land. But how many of you know that isn't what the past said? And how many know even the present didn't say it? How many know the present some days is really difficult? How many of you ever know that there's days where the present is more difficult than the past? Hmm? The reason we want to go to the past is because the present is sometimes difficult. But it takes faith to get through the present to get to the future. 
I want to go backwards because it's hard. I want to go backwards because it's painful. I want to go backwards because it's toilsome. I want to go backwards because it's discouraging. I want to go backwards because it's easier. But faith says, no, I'm going to move forward. Faith may even say stand. Because how many know sometimes you've got to stand in order for your faith to open up the Red Sea? You ever rushed into the Red Sea only to get swallowed up because you didn't stand? <laughs> sometimes it takes a season of faith that says stand. And once I stand, I'm going to open up a way. And once I open up that way, then you can walk through it. Let me tell you what it does in my life. In my life, it takes more faith to stand and do nothing than it does to do something. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? Because I, I, I got to do something. I can, I'll, I'll fix this. That doesn't always work. Faith. Joshua saw that same day. The early church, they had their eyes fixed on the future, the imminent return of Christ. They believed that Jesus was coming back. There was a future day where he was coming back, and they didn't believe it was 2,000 years from now. And it became the fuel for which they, what they did. It became the propellant for their missiology. The future fuels the present, but the future can only be seen sometimes through faith. How do I see a future that I cannot see? By faith. By faith. How can I see, how can I see a right school becoming a right place for kids where kids are gonna be developed when I got no money to do it, an $800 water bill a month, and I only use half of what a house uses. Let me just vent on that for just a moment. Let me just vent on highway robbery for just a moment. We call the water Okay, and if you're watching from the city, praise God. Allow the Holy Spirit to convict you of your robbery. So I call, we, we call the water department. Well, you got a three-inch pipe. Okay, I got a three-inch pipe. Praise God. Well, you got, we're, we're, okay, so we have to charge you according to capacity. No, 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 no. You use me on what I use. You charge me on what I use. No, no, we bill you on capacity. Wait, wait, wait. What am I missing here? What do you sell? Peter said this to me the other day on the phone. What do you sell? Water. Peter said, no, you don't. You sell capacity. I want that gig. I told Steve Miles the other day, I said, that'd be like Steve having a truck. He's hauling a load of stone. A guy wants 10, 10, uh, he wants 10 ton of stone. Steve has a truck that holds 23. When he gets there, he says, I'm charging you for 23 ton. Why? Because my truck can hold 23 ton. <laughs> what in the world is wrong with this system? Okay, I feel better now. A little therapy this morning. <laughs> like, I'm like, who could I talk to about this? I find out nobody. But the point, I'm just having some fun here. But the point of the matter is, listen to me this morning. I, 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 some of the things that we, we've got to see by faith. In the natural, it ain't happening. In the natural, it makes no sense. But by faith, by faith, by faith, I see. I see some things coming out of that neighborhood that other people might not have seen. Others do. It's okay. I'm not the only one. The life of faith remembers the past, honors the past when necessary, lives in the present, but is always looking forward. We live different because of the future. 
We love different because of the future. We grieve different because of the future. How many of the Bible says we grieve as men with hope? We don't grieve as men without hope because of what we believe in the future. We mourn differently. Our present is focused because we believe our future is certain. We're living looking for a better country whose architect and builder is God. This is not our home. We're aliens and strangers passing through. It's not our country. Our citizenship is in heaven. What you believe about the future will impact your present. What you believe about the future will impact how you handle your past. And I'm almost done. And I'm going to say those three magical words, which you all know what they are. (laughs) Abraham, a life formed and fashioned by God. A life that answered a call to faith. A life that lives a life of faith, not by sight, but a friendship formed out of faith that's focused on the future. But let me tell you this last part of this is that a life of faith is always a blessing. It's always a blessing. Look what he says. God said to Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation and I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Wow. And I'm going to bless those who bless you and I'm going to curse those who curse you. And all the families of the earth will be blessed. I like this scripture. I like this scripture. A life of faith will always be a blessing. It'll be a blessing to yourself. Where God says, if you'll trust me, and you'll obey me, and you'll walk with me, and you'll follow me, and you'll live a life of faith, I'm going to bless you. How many want to be blessed by God? Why not, right? He said, oh, by the way, guess what? I'm going to make you a blessing. Whoa. How many of you might think that Moses was a blessing to the people of Israel? Right? Called it the burning bush. Go back to Egypt. Lead my people out. How many of you think he was a blessing? Isaac was a blessing. Joshua was a blessing. Get in, get in. Listen, get in. You got to get out of that wine press. You got to lead my people. You got to defeat the Midianites. You're going to be a blessing. David, King David, Peter, James, John, Paul, they were a blessing. Let me say this to you this morning a life of faith will always bless your family. You want your family to be blessed, Dad? Walk a life of faith. You want your family to be blessed, Mom? Walk a life of faith. Stop walking according to your carnality. Stop walking in sin. Stop walking in doubt. Stop walking in disbelief. Stop walking according to your own sinful nature. Stop walking according to your will and walk according to His will. I can't tell you that I did this all perfect. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Right? You wonder why your family isn't blessed. Stop being disobedient. There's a way for a man of God to live. There's a way for a woman of God to live. 
It's a life of faith that produces faith, obedience, trust. A life of faith will make your family a blessing. Oh, man, I love that scripture. He says, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. Guess what? And you'll be a blessing. You know, you're, come on. I want you to know something this morning. This house has been blessed for generations by families who were a blessing to it. Praise God. The folk family, Walt, I don't know, he was born in 1928. That's a long time ago. Some of you remember. And his family has been a blessing. You can make your family a blessing. I could go all over this room and point at families in this room who are a blessing today. Let me just do this. And a life of faith will always bless those God wants to bless through you. Through you. There's people God wants to bless through you. I already told you. Israel, Moses, Joshua, Gideon, Peter, James, John, Paul, on and on we go. There's people that God wants to bless through you. He I'll make your name great. I used this at the funeral. Greatness isn't based on your mount and your bank. It's not based upon what you drive or where you live. Greatness for a pastor isn't how many thousands he gets to preach to. Although we all want to preach to thousands. Just letting you in on our carnality. Greatness, I heard defined by Tommy Reed one time. He said, greatness is a man or woman who is a gift of God, who lives out that gift with integrity. Lives it out with integrity. Lives it out with character. You see, this morning... God wants each and every one of us here to live a life of faith. To live a life of faith. But not just a moment of faith where you said the sinner's prayer. Praise God for saying the sinner's prayer. But how many know God wants more for you than just saying the sinner's prayer? He wants you to walk out a life with him. That you can encounter him. That you encounter how he does things. And you encounter his friendship. Like it's so much greater. Like I said, some people, they just want a moment of faith that gets me into heaven. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what God wants for you. He wants a moment of faith that gets you into a life of faith. And one day you'll reap the benefits of that when you walk into eternity. A life of faith is something you'll never regret. But I will say this. The lack of living a life of faith is something you will regret. It will be something your children will regret that you didn't live. By the Spirit of God today, the Lord says to whoever in this house, knock it off. Trust me. You're in sin. It's time to repent. I don't know. You take it for what it's worth. God says become the man or woman I designed you to be you become the man or woman of God I designed you to be 
You quit blaming everybody else for your issues. It's not a harsh message. It's just a message. Because why am I saying? Because God wants to bless. God wants to bless. God wants to bless. And you're putting him in a position where he can't bless your decisions. And you and your family are going to reap the whirlwind of your decisions. Ouch. When the people of God, listen to me. Don't know why I'm going here. This is not in the notes. (laughs) When that generation of ex-slaves got to the promised land, the only way they were going to go into that promised land was by faith. And they were going to have to believe what God told them would come to pass. And they saw the giants and they saw the fortified cities and they became disillusioned in their heart. And they allowed fear. They allowed their own selfish desires to lead them from walking by faith. And for the next 40 years, they wandered in the desert around and around and around. 40 years of a circle that never achieved anything. 40 years until that generation died off. And you know who walked with them for 40 years? You know who reaped the whirlwind of their lack of faith? You know who reaped the whirlwind of their disobedience? Do you know who reaped the whirlwind of their lack of trust? Do you know who reaped the whirlwind of their carnality? Their children. Their children. We see it all the time. We see it all the time in the ministry that we do. The devastation that kids go through because mom and dad won't live a life of faith. And the Spirit of God says today, stop turn walk in faith if for no reason you do it for your children you do it for God which then blesses your children there's a wonderful promise wonderful promise When God says, come on, Abram, step into this. Step into this. Leave that. Step into this. Walk into this life of faith. Walk by faith, not your sight. And then, then you're going to be blessed. And you're going to be a blessing. How many want to be a blessing? Come on, stand with me. A lack of faith will fail your children.
Let's take a moment and do something. Let me read this to you again. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house. God, Abram could not step into what God had for him had he stayed with the ways of his father. Some of you have based some of the decisions and some of the things that you're doing on the basis of what your father used to do and what your father did was wrong. And God says today, step into a new life of faith. Go to the land I'll show you. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Let me say it again. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And the Lord is speaking this morning and says, who's willing to depart the past to step into the future? Who's willing to step out of the past and depart from the past to walk into a life of faith? To walk into the unknown. To walk. And it doesn't mean just leaving a life of sin this morning. You can be a blood-bought, born-again child of God. Your sins are forgiven. But God still says, I got something I want to do in your life. I want to take you somewhere. I want you to leave the past. I want you to depart it so I can take you somewhere new. Show you something new. Walk by faith and not by sight. Who wants to depart that this morning? Is there anybody that will join me up here this morning at this altar and say, you know what? I'm going to depart as the Lord has said this morning. I'm going to depart as the Lord has spoken this morning. Because if I do not depart, I cannot walk into the future. Oh, church, come on. There should be people running up here this morning. I will be so bold this morning that you should be running up here this morning. You should be running up here. Some of you are resisting the Holy Spirit right now. Or you can have the same stagnant fruitless sorry just calling it out this morning you can have the same stagnant fruitless stale life and God says no no I got more for you I got more for you Troy to sing this song for us, with us. And it was a song that DJ sang as a tribute to his grandfather yesterday. You you see, here's where we start. You start with this. It's a simple declaration to God. It says, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. You, You see, and I'm not talking about just a moment that you're saying today, I'm stepping into a life of faith a journey of faith and you're starting with a declaration with a confession this is God all I am is yours come on how many would say all I am is yours Spirit of the Lord says to somebody this morning you're, 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 you're wanting to make decisions you're going to make decisions by sight you're going to create an Ishmael God's promised you an Isaac and it's going to only be faith that produces Isaac but the Ishmael that you're creating is out of hurt 
out of rejection, out of pain, out of disappointment, out of discouragement. And it's going to breed strife in the rest of your life. And God says, walk away from Hagar. God says, don't listen to the voice of Sarah. Listen to the voice of God. Abraham was given a promise by God, but Sarah spoke. And when Sarah spoke, Sarah spoke a lack of faith into Abraham's life. And out of that was born Ishmael. And God says this morning, you're listening to the voices of others. And you better listen to my voice. Because if you listen to my voice, you'll produce what I want you to produce, not what I don't want you to produce. When those 12 spies came back from spying out the land, two came back with the right word on their lips, 10 came back with the wrong one. The people listened to the wrong voices. The people listened to the wrong report. And because they listened to the wrong report, they did the wrong thing and they walked in and operated with a lack of faith. And they wandered for 40 years. God's saying, listen to me. You better listen to the voice of faith this morning. You better listen to. You're at a defining moment. You're at a decision-making place. God says, you better hear my voice and silence the other voices. God says he sees the pain of the past he sees the pain of the present and that pain of the past and that pain of the present is trying to bring you to a place where you can't function where you cannot operate according to your reason for being it's trying to paralyze you God is the healer in the present. But encourage yourself also by looking at the future. By looking at the future. The present is not your future. life of faith not a moment of faith not a prayer of faith a life of faith that's going to lead me into my destiny, lead me into my purpose lead me into my reason let me, let me read this over you and try to do this in such a way that's a prayer for you and the Lord says to you go out from your country go out from where you've been living go out from that place of your familiarity 
For some, it means leaving the ways of your family. Not that the ways were always bad, but some of them are not ways of faith. Go out from your country. Go from your family. And go from your father's house. Because he has a land that he wants to show you. He has a future he wants to show you. He has things he wants to show you. He wants to make you great. And that greatness is not defined by what you do. It's it's defined by who you are in him. It is defined as you live out this calling with faith. You live out this calling to life of faith with integrity and character. And he'll make you great. And he will bless you. And he will bless you. And you, oh, I think it's over your name. You shall be a blessing. When people speak your name, they're going to say, they're a blessing. When people speak your family name, they're going to say, they're a blessing. And as you walk this life of faith, he will bless those who bless you. He will curse those who curse you. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I know this all is pointing to the future of the Messiah. But today I say to you, there will be families who are blessed because of you. There will be families who are blessed because of you. And I speak that over you in Jesus' name. Tabitha, would you come here for just a moment? We're going to pray for Tabitha. She's having surgery Friday. She asked me this morning if we could pray for her at some point or I could pray for her. So I just thought we'd just put her in front of everybody. You know, come on. Come on. Have some ladies and some people gather around here. Come on, let's pray for her. Father, we come this morning and we're so thankful for who you are. We're so thankful for the life of faith that that you cause us to live and you desire us to live. And so, Father, this morning, we come in faith believing that we touch this body. We touch this body by the mighty name of Jesus Christ. By the blood of Jesus Christ, she's covered. By the blood of Jesus Christ, we speak life over this body, healing over her body. Father, we would even be so bold today to say that when they went to work, operated her, they say we can't fix it because it's already fixed. We can't fix it because there's already been something happened. And, that Father, we speak faith over, we speak healing over her body. We are standing with her. We stand in agreement with her. This is a child of God. She's a woman of God. She's loved by God. And Father, this day we ask you to touch her. We ask you to touch her physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. She is one of those that we would say today is a blessing. And we ask you to bless her, touch her, be with her. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen. 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 Go be a blessing. Live a life of faith. God bless you.